So today we have Tanya Hicks talking with us, and she is the owner of Power Solutions out of Atlanta. Welcome to the Women Talk Construction Podcast, where we discuss women in construction and other non-typical careers. My name is Christy Powell, and I'm with my co-host, Angela Gardner. Thanks for joining us today. She has been in the business for 29 years. How cool is that, Christy? Yes. And let me just share how I met her because I think how Christy and I are meeting some of these fabulous men and women in our industry are through our connections or either just through social in such creative ways. But um, the marketing company that I use is actually helping a company in Atlanta. And she said to me, I just had the most wonderful conversation with this lady who is making an impact in your industry with the women, just like y'all are in Greenville. And you need to meet her. She has got this wonderful women's event coming up in October. It's October the 1st in Atlanta at Center Park Stadium. And of course, she's going to tell us a lot more about it. And it's called Women Do Everything. And don't we, though? Yes, we do. <laughs> so welcome, Tanya. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're so glad to have you with us. Yes. Thank you. So tell the audience about yourself and kind of how you got into electrical. Yes. Well, I guess I've been in the industry for 29 years. I started at 21 years old. I came into the industry as a electrician apprentice in the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, local 917 in Meridian, Mississippi. I did the apprenticeship is five years. I ended up becoming the first woman in my local and the first Black woman to be a journeyman in the entire state of Mississippi. Nice. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh Wasn't easy to say the least, but we made it. (laughs) (laughs) Trailblazer. Oh, yes. Yes. And so when I turned out, I ended up coming to Atlanta because at the time they were building so much. They had a lot of work. And I had a older cousin here that's like an aunt to me. And I came here to work. And I just, I would kind of run everybody on the job. I'm going to call it Dorothy. <laughs> we do that too. Right, yeah. He's like, no, you know you don't do that good. Bring Charles over here. He do that and you need to do that. I wouldn't even, I was never the foreman. I was never in charge, period. Never in charge. And, um, but I always acted like I was, and I always had great solutions. So people did it. So one day this demand works for the G- general contractor, because we're an electrical, you know, we usually a subcontractor. Mm-hmm. He came over to me. He said, well, if you're going to run everything, you might as well own your own business. And I said, you think so? I was 28 years old. He was like, yeah. He said, you can, you can do that. And he talked to me and talked to me and One day I went to my foreman and I told him, send my check to the house. I was going to own my own company. And all the men laughed at me. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. They all laughed and this and that. And of course, I was upset. I was like, one day y'all going to be working for me. Well, that's (laughs) the driver for me. Tell me I can't do something or laugh at me because I'm going to. And I promise you, I will show you you are wrong. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was on a construction site, so it wasn't a door to slam, but I said, y'all gonna be work for me. And I threw my hand in there, walked out, <laughs> and they still were laughing. <laughs> well, and you showed them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we are 22 years later. And so, but through the years, they've told me like, Tanya, everything you say you're going to do, you did it. I have to admit, that felt a little good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I started my company and that's how I got into the business. Well, that's integrity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have to admit it was pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's really cool yeah. what you're doing right now for women in our trades in Georgia and all over. Didn't you just get back from D.C.? Yeah. So yesterday I was in a meeting with the Department of Energy. I'm on the board of Boss, which is the Black owner of Solar Services. Nice. And the website is blacksolar.org. And what we do is we trying to get more Black people into the industry because only less than 8% are in the renewable energy Mm -hmm. space. And so uh, through workforce development and through contractors trying to get more people into the industry. Nice. Yeah. And it, it went really, really well. So even though I've been, it's been hard and I've been building and it's been tough, it's like. I've always helped people along the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got a piece of bread, you cut out the corner and get somebody some. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was um, inspired by a quote from Mother Teresa. And she's quoted as saying, if you can't feed 100 people, feed one. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I never tried to do everything because I have so many responsibilities, especially to the people that work for me. But I at least try to find a moment of time to help somebody. So I have women contractors all over the country that call me and email me for advice. Nice. Uh We're starting to get a little bit of that, aren't we, Angela? I say a little bit. I don't know how you do it, Tanya. (laughs) Well, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not able to talk to or reach people as much as I want to. That's comforting. But I, I think sometimes just them knowing that you are there and you, you know, you're responding when you can, people appreciate that. Is that why you started your um, Women Do Everything to kind of help with that? Exactly. I actually started Women Do Everything as a blog. Okay. And it was a blog to help women with basic home repair. Oh. Cool. And it was Women Do Everything and then at home. You know, yeah. And I started it during the 2009 during the Great Recession because so many people were out of work. I wanted to help women learn how to fix stuff in their own home, you know, to help them reduce their costs. So I started having all these how-to workshops to help women learn how to do stuff. And I probably should have been a nonprofit at the time, but I was just because <laughs> sometimes if you don't have the, the money, a lot of money, you're just trying to figure out what can I do. So right. I knew that. Knowledge and skills of construction, not just in electrical, but in flooring. I done, over the years, I've picked up so much and guys have taught me so much on the job. And I go home, tear up my whole floor and rebuilt my floor. I done done a lot myself in my home just because the guys will show me. I said, hey, I'm doing this. How can I get this done? And they'll show me. So I'm, that's what it was at first. And then as people went back to work, they wanted me to do the residential work but my company power solutions we didn't do residential mm. we did commercial mm. and heavy industrial so so it was a little challenging and I said well I'm just gonna hire some women 
There you well, go. That's yeah. before I realized only 2.9% of all trades people are women. And it was like, so it went from on the ground, right? On the I mean, ground, on yes. The ground. On yes. The trades, the actual trades people. Right, right. The office for that. So. And it was like, well, I'll train some women. So I went from trying to train people. And, and so I started partnering with companies to hire women to work for them. Nice. Because sometimes it's that um, it's a little intimidating because mm-hmm. there's not many women in the industry. So to helping them in that transition and, uh, and being that support for women going into male-dominated industries, not just construction, but manufacturing and transportation, like other industries as well. Because in all male-dominated industries, we all share the same struggles. Yes. Face the same challenges. Have doesn't to matter. Nope, nope, it doesn't matter. If it's a male-dominated industry, we're going through the same thing. <laughs> I and, like to say male-populated. Yeah, male-populated, because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that, too. Because if there's a woman in the room, she's going to eventually dominate because that's just our nature. That's just our nature. (laughs) Telling your company's story to the right people is our job. Building things is yours. Tailhouse Strategies is a full-service marketing agency specializing in helping businesses realize their full potential and then grow into that potential. We are the experts in creatively developing a marketing strategy that works for your business and your budget. Creative strategy, clear focus. That's tillhousestrategies.com. T-E-A-L-H-A-U-S strategies.com. So now since the pandemic, it threw me into another, like, I got to do more, mm-hmm. mm. you know, just, you know, getting 15, 20 women to work somewhere was just not enough for me. And so that's when I came up with the Women Do Everything Summit and Career Expo, because I want to help women move the needle. So that's why our tagline is show her the money. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I was quoted as saying that if a woman has the skills, show her the money. Yeah. Because we're still not paid the same. Now, within the union, they're forced to pay you the same, but you don't always get the same opportunities and leadership or the higher paying jobs that have the most overtime. Right. You know, women in the union still have the same amount of struggles when it comes to pay. That's very interesting. I had not heard that before that in the union, the pay is the same, but you just don't get the opportunities. I do think though, in the trade world, that women are making closer to the amount right, oh, yeah. than they oh, are in other fields. I totally agree. And right now is an unprecedented time. Mm-hmm. It's like America needs skilled labor the same as they needed in World War II. Even if all the jobs were filled by men, there's not enough workers. Right. And so they really, really need high-level, high-skilled labor being electricians, plumbers, mm-hmm. HVAC. They are really in high demand. Truck drivers, certain manufacturing jobs. Framers. Framing. Yeah, it's a roofing. lot. Yeah. <laughs> And so now 
they're training more women, but still it's hard for women to stay because mm-hmm. of the culture is really tough. So what are you doing to change the culture and well, women do everything? Offer them a support group. So with the with our career fair, we're launching our um our membership. So we'll have a women do everything membership to where women can stay tied to other women to help you through. Cause sometimes if you can just go in the party party, get on the phone, mm-hmm. hush, cry, complain, you got it out and you know do what you need to do. And then you're fine, right? You just want to vent for a second. Yeah. To somebody that understands. Or cares. Exactly. Yes. So we'll have a portal where uh we ha- we're we're asking women in the industry, no matter what their position, to sign up to coach or mentor other women. Very nice. Yes. And and so sometimes you on these jobs, you use only one or two women and you just can't, you just don't have the, enough support. And see men, so some people think, oh, well, men don't need that much support. Well, no, it's more of them and they're together. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if they, but when this in, they're in an environment like a nursing program or a program where they're getting, becoming a hairstylist and there's more women than men, I've spoken to them. It's hard for them too. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not being able to have that camaraderie, that connection that is, whether you're dealing with a female medical issue mm-hmm. or you're dealing with something about your kids or your husband, you know, just not having someone that you can talk to. Yeah, that can relate to how you feel and the pressure that's on you at work and at home. One of the ladies, I was in an event in Washington, D.C., and one of the ladies mentioned that she was breastfeeding. She had just had a baby and she doesn't have an adequate place to be able to pump during the day. And I thought that was really interesting because both my kids are really grown, like very grown. So just didn't really dawn on me that that is necessary. There are a lot more women that are breastfeeding now than ever before because the formula is not good for the kids. And so there needs to be a place other than a Porta John, right, that they can mm-hmm. be able to pump and um, still do their job because they're really good at their job. But a lot of these companies like Turner they're finding solutions for that. And I, I do love to see that wow, that's happening that's out there. Mm-hmm. And, that's and, great. And another thing that I wish that the, whether it's Turner or other companies would do is provide diversity training at the lower level. Mm-hmm. It's like the executives get the, and the people in the office, they get supplier diversity training, but on the front line and in the field, they need to provide diversity and inclusion training, just like they do safety training. Mm-hmm. Because it is a matter of safety. It is. Yeah. Everybody needs to feel safe at the job, right? And everyone. That the other people got their back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now feeling electrical, I mean, like where you could die any moment, you know, with the wrong. Yeah. No kidding. That's scary. It's, it's very critical that you know that the people that you are working with care about you, support you, and got your back. And sometimes those connections don't happen just because even the unfamiliarity of having a woman on the job, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of different reasons why it doesn't happen. But when men know that it comes from the top, they take note. They'll take note of it 
And specifically, if they know that, you know, we need workers or ain't nobody making any money. Right. right. And, and Tanya, right in the electrical industry, you are a lot of times you're being trained on the job because it that it's like that, especially in our world of industrial. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids or individuals aren't coming out of school understanding what we do. And so the hierarchy is your foreman or supervisors are training, right? The green helpers. Yes. And so you need to make sure that they're they do feel safe and they do feel like that they can ask questions. Right. So. It's imperative. Right. And so we're with Women Do Everything. We have a tech component that we're launching next spring. Nice. Yeah. Um, because I've been looking for solutions for women. Uh, due to the pandemic, well over a million women have left the workforce, mm-hmm. which places women back economically. And um, I was really concerned about that and not understanding why. So we went on this hunt to figure out, like, what's going on? And some of it was that ability to have flexibility. So a lot of um, women went to the gig economy. So that's 65% of the gig economy are women because we need the flexibility because most of the caregiving falls on the woman in the house. Yes. Or the women in the family. Let's just say women in the family. Right. And having that flexibility during the pandemic and working a gig job They saw a way that you don't have to clock call in to work. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about how many sick days or none you have. You just flip that app on off and work when you want to. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question about that. If we're trying to reach women who have gig jobs right now. Yes. And try to win them over to the trades. How do we do that? Have you, have you found a solution yet for that? Well, some people have been trying the the sharing of jobs. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Where there's mm-hmm. one position, somebody one person works twenty hours, the other person work, works another twenty. Hours. I love that. But can they afford that? Well, yes, because if if I'm working as an electrician for twenty hours, but I need flexibility for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I still have the option of working another gig job on the times that I can fit in. Mm-hmm. Um. And you're calling a gig job something like the tech world, right? Uber. Whether it's it's Uber, Lyft, or even these platforms like TaskRabbit or Contact or um, Handy.com. I I was wondering about that. I know that a lot of the young folks that I'm talking to that are Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, I, you know, when I get a Lyft and I'm out of town, I always like, (laughs) Angela knows this. I ask (laughs) a lot of questions. (laughs) So I literally, she gets to know her Uber drivers, (laughs) drive them crazy from the time I get in the car until the time I get out, you know, what their family's like, how they enjoy their, where they live, you know, the whole thing. They actually like to talk, you know, you can't do that job if you don't like to talk. Exactly. (laughs) People like me would just destroy them. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. a lot of them are, are saying the same thing that you're mentioning right now is just that flexibility and being able to take gigs when they want to take them. And mm-hmm. when the kids are sick, being able to not take the gig, right? Right. And that's the thing. So say, for instance, I'm an electrician helper or an apprentice, or even if I'm a journeyman and I only had the 20 hour jo- uh, work hours, or maybe not just 20 hours, if I only worked on two or three days a week and were off other days and that other person came in those days. During the other times in the evening and the weekends, I could be on one of the 
handy.com, Thumbtack, Tash. I'd be on that platform. Right. And making money on the side, putting up ceiling fans, putting in lights, doing doing regular little handiwork. So it's it's ways that women can make money to last and to stay in the industry. But the companies have to be, they have to agree to the flex schedule. Mm-hmm. Open and I think they have to be more, yeah, open-minded and more flexible themselves to the fact that it's okay. Some of us have to work two jobs to make ends meet. When I was a single mom, I worked three. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I was speaking with a lady that was in AIA because, you know, the AIA is, is uh, architects and engineers. Mm-hmm. And um, since the pandemic, she only has to go into the office twice. Nice. As long as her mm-hmm. plans get done, that's nice. what, her, that's what her, her, her um, bosses care about. Right. It's just all getting work done. get done. Yeah. But, but they wanted her to come to office twice a week because some people are still concerned about making sure that you're connected to the culture and your exactly. Yeah. And your colleagues. Yeah. And so um, this lady actually shares a, a cubicle with someone else there on the same side or whatever. And it does help her to be away from home for those two days. <laughs> I bet. Like that. Right. Cause she's I not going to put a load in the washing machine. She's mm-hmm. not distracted by other stuff at home. She says, so sometimes it just helps her to go in. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mm-hmm. love that. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing with us today. And I'd love Tanya for you to share with us your website address, how to get a hold of you if people mm-hmm. have questions, um, a little bit more about the summit. And we'll make sure to put those notes in the podcast if we can as well, especially for in our sure. Yes. Uh, yes. And um, so the summit is a one day summit. But it has three, it has, uh, it technically has four tracks, but in the paid portion of it, it has three tracks, which is work, health, and wealth. Nice. And we were, we were looking at everything women have to face to be able to support them in either returning to work or staying in a, in a certain position. Right. And that was health, um, dependent care, our dependent care covers child care, elderly care, disabled care. So where do they find information about the summit? Do you have a website address or you have a a LinkedIn? It's womendoeverything.com. Okay. And under womendoeverything.com, they'll see all the tracks. Now we have also during the same time of the summit is a free career expo. And that career expo is not just employers. We'll have um, Delta's, Delta, Airlines, they're looking for stewardess. They even love that. For people, yeah. they're even looking for women that want to go into their pilot program. Nice. Wow. We know if you pilot. We like that. <laughs> yes. And they're looking for people that want to be mechanics, working on that plane. They have so many different um, positions open and, um, and great benefits as well. And we asked all of our employers, because Staples is another one of our sponsors as well. We have many sponsors that are coming in now, but we asked them not to bring any jobs less than $22 an hour. Nice. Oh, yes. Which is a livable wage in the right. metro Atlanta area. So you can go to womendoeverything.com. Okay. Um, you can reach me. Um, I'm on Twitter at, at Tanya Hicks. I'm on Instagram at she do everything. That's my little thing. She do everything. <laughs> but, um, and I'll give you all our, our um, handles um, to include 
as well. But okay. yeah, they can reach yeah. us at events, events at womendoeverything.com. Any employers or contractors that are looking to hire women, please come and be an exhibitor. And if you just want to support women, please, you know, donate. We're launching our Women Do Everything Foundation that evening. We have a VIP reception, closing reception, and we're launching our Women Do Everything Foundation, which will be providing dependent care stipends for women in transition. Yay. So we're raising money for our foundation to help women that are getting a job or looking for a job to pay for, like I said, the dependent care while they go out to look for a job or the first six months of them starting a job. I love that. But sometimes cool. you just need a little, you just need a little support. You're trying to go to work, but you can't, you either don't have gas money uh, most of the time or money for uniforms. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have money for steel toe boots or money to pay someone to watch your children or your mama. Yeah. You know, and, and I want people, one last thing I want them to know is that this is a multicultural event. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. Intentionally. So we have yes. not just white and black. We have <laughs> we have Asian, we have Asian Americans, Indian Americans, and you, of course, Hispanic Americans. And when I tell you, all of these amazing women, even during the event, we're going to have different food trucks for people to buy food. Love it. All the food trucks, women own food trucks. Yay. Yay. With different cuisine from different cultures. That's wonderful, Tanya. Oh, yeah. So it was just. I just want to come to eat now. I I know. (laughs) That's what I'm I'm like. (laughs) This is an event put on by women for women. And we help each other move the needle we're going to help yes. each other get the information like we have a women in franchising panel we have one lady uh lauren fernandez she's launched and sold 11 restaurants and her company helps women get into own in their own restaurant but she also has a portion where she helps with the money to start the restaurant nice that would be really helpful for some of our connections for sure Exactly. Please get all of your people to sign up on the forum. I know several women who would love to hear that. Um, Angela and I know a lot of connections that are, you know, making their own spaghetti sauce or whatever. But (laughs) thank you so much for all the information. I'm sorry we're going to have to cut it. Thank you, Tanya. Short today, but we would love to have you back on to talk a little bit more about what you're doing. There's so many things we can't even talk about it in an hour or two, right? Oh, I agree. Yes. Thank you again for everything. And thank you all audience for joining us. And please, please reach out to Tanya Hicks at womendoeverything.com. 